Hi, I'm Tom Merritt, editor of CNET's The Real Deal, and Molly Wood is now on vacation. Turnabout is fair play. She said, fine. Tom, you're going to take a week off of the podcast of Indeterminate Length, and I'm out of here for a week. Uh, she actually is recovering from her appearance in Braintree, Massachusetts, uh, where she was swamped by adoring fans of CNET. So thanks to anybody who came out to that. Uh, we appreciate it. And that was the uh, final appearance of the CNET 10 City Tour. So actually, thanks to all the peoples in all 10 cities who uh, came out and saw us. I was in Duluth, Georgia, near Atlanta. I was in Austin. I was in Dallas and uh, had a good time at all of those places meeting some peeps. So anyway... That's the end of the 10-year anniversary for CNET, and a fun anniversary party it was. You can still relive it, though, at 10.cnet.com, in case you're uh, having a little bit of that post-party depression. Uh, we got an, uh, we're going to start off with a call here from Charlie Craig, and uh, he, he has a little bit of clarification on something that Molly talked about regarding the JetBlue uh, people watching the JetBlue emergency landing on DirecTV. Charlie? Hey guys, it's Charlie Craig in Los Angeles again. Just wanted to comment on a couple things. I heard you guys say last week, Molly had pointed out that the uh, well, that JetBlue plane was threatening to explode on landing in Los Angeles, that other JetBlue passengers and other planes were able to watch the whole story unfold on their direct TV screens. That's true, but I didn't know whether you guys realized that the, the captain of the particular plane in question did decide to turn the TV coverage off 10 minutes before they landed. So I guess that uh, there was a line where entertainment uh, has to be crossed or not crossed at some point. I guess when your life is at risk, that's the line. Lastly, uh, secondly, you guys did kind of throw me with all that trio news. Uh, you know, uh, first uh, I heard, oh, man, you know, forget the message. Sorry. I can't read my own writing. I'll call back. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you can call us back. When you figure out the whole trio thing, and I'll update you on that in a second. But that's interesting. Uh, I saw that also uh, corroborated on NBC4's website. I think that's the LA NBC station saying that, in fact, several minutes before the landing, uh, the pilot did shut off the DirecTV because I guess, I, you know, I wonder what the announcement would have been for the pilot. We'll be shutting off DirecTV coverage until we land. And, we'll uh, be turning it off so you don't see your impending doom. <laughs> you'll know if we made it. And they did, so it's all it's all all good from now on. Now, now to the trio, uh, we uh, had an announcement today. Palm came out and announced that, in fact, they will be releasing a new trio. They don't know what it'll be called. Everybody's referring to it as the Trio Seven Hundred, but uh, they they actually haven't decided what it's going to be called. They don't really know what it'll look like. They've got a mock-up. It's going to look something like that. They do know this, though. It will be available only from Verizon. It will have Windows Mobile 5. So that was the whole scuttlebutt about it, and that is the cool thing about it, is that this will be a trio from Palm that will have Windows Mobile 5 on it, have a 1-megapixel camera, Evdo, Bluetooth, 64 megabytes of memory, uh, it's going to be launched exclusively on Verizon, as I said. But again, no official naming scheme, and I haven't seen a date for its for its release yet. So everything is a bit up in the air. I think they sort of rushed the announcement because some things leaked out, uh, which seems to happen quite often to Palm. But uh, you can find some pictures of it on the web. We'll have it up on alpha.cnet.com, and it will also be uh, we'll have a little first take based on what we do know. Uh, in our reviews. So that's that's the latest scoop on the trio, maybe called 700W. 
Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, other continuing story, TiVo, who, uh, who Molly has, has, is not very happy with these days, has announced that uh, when you start a new subscription with TiVo, they're going to make you commit 12, a 12-month 12 contract. So a la DirecTV or Dish Network, uh, when you get a TiVo, you're, you're going to be locked in for 12 months to start with, which a lot of people are very upset about. In fact, if you do any kind of change to your TiVo service, your current TiVo service, if you add a feature, you upgrade to Series 2, get a new box, whatever, got to sign that 12-month contract. So this combined with the uh, Macrovision digital rights management, Starts to make me think that TiVo may not survive after all. I don't know. It's uh, it's not. It's not. They were not looking good already, and they're doing a lot of things that seemingly would upset people. But then again, we've seen lots of products come along, such as Windows, that seemingly uh, no one would want to put up with. But there you are. I'm working on it right now. Windows uh, Windows XP is right here in front of me. And, so it's hard to say. TiVo still does have the better interface uh, of all of them, and they do have the lead in in brand awareness. Uh, and a lot of people are going to be doing this DRM stuff, so they're not going to be the only ones in the game. But. There was something funny last night. Did oh, yeah? you watch The Simpsons? No, Veronica. Well, <laughs> well, I didn't get a chance to. They did a um, a TiVo joke in the beginning in the opening sequence. No way, really? Yeah, and which is especially funny because it was The Simpsons and King of the Hill that had the little flag uh-huh. for the TiVo last right. time. So yeah, I was really the only one who found it funny. And out well, of my group of friends, did you want to? No spoiler. You're not going to tell us what the joke was, or? Oh, they just had the little um, show that it was recording. Uh huh. Like the I, I don't have a TiVo, so I don't really know what it shows. Someone else had to be like, "Oh, that was the TiVo." Uh huh. When you're recording it, and I don't know, but it was pretty fun. So they were just playing. They were just spoofing off it. Yeah. Interesting. But like, like I said, TiVo is you know they're not the only ones that are going to have to deal with the copyright. Now the 12 month contract thing, I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe they're just trying to lock people in more. And it's not unusual. You have to do it for Directv. You have to do it for Dish Network. Uh, you have to do it for cell phones, so people are used to it. But you don't have to do it most of the time for cable television unless you want to get some kind of cool discount deal. Sometimes they make you do it for that. They're definitely past their awesome heyday. Yeah. Like, definitely. I wanted to get it, but now I'm like, mm, it kind of seems like a slippery slope they're going down. Yeah, at this point, it starts to become, well, it won't be as good of interface, but I could just get a DVD recorder with a hard drive, and it can do the same thing. True. So, And there's lots of open source alternatives out there. Uh but but getting back to the point about them not being the only ones that have to deal with this stuff, DRM is, is starting to become a weighty consideration upon the public. For instance, LimeWire is now going to be blocking copyrighted work. LimeWire is working on new code that will go into LimeWire that will then block non-licensed material. So the code checks to see if the shared material is licensed. If it's not licensed, LimeWire client will politely inform the user that LimeWire can't determine if one or more files have been published under a suitable license. These files will not be shared. Uh, and there is a second code branch that if the, uh, if the thing doesn't, does have a license, then it will be allowed to be shared. Now, they're trying to work in, for those of you out there saying, well, what if I want to give away my stuff for free? You know, they are going to work in uh, the ability to have a collective commons, creative commons license into the, uh, it says Collective Commons in the Slashdot.post. That's where I got this story. Uh, creative Commons license, I'm assuming, is what they mean. Uh, yeah, there's going to have a cre- allow you to put a Creative Commons license, and that will be enough, and then LimeWire will let it go. So a rational approach to the whole DRM thing, one would think, and might actually help LimeWire become a successful P2P 
uh, program that doesn't have to fight the RIAA. We'll, we'll see about that. Fighting the RIAA it seems to be something that the RIAA likes to do, uh, given the amount of fighting that they do. But with uh, mothers starting to stand up and fight back against the RIAA for their lawsuits, where they're like, we've never sh- traded, we're not going to pay you, going to court, taking the RIAA to court. And then LimeWire kind of coming up with what seems like a way to maybe have free P2P that would block the songs that the RAA doesn't want to be published. It's it's interesting. It's it, it and it gets interestinger. Uh, as we uh, another posting on Slashdot, Microsoft's Windows Marketplace Lab is offering a preview of digital locker technology that would allow Windows users to search, buy, and download software from multiple retailers, storing their product keys for future installations. So this basically allows DRM which if you have to use it as people are trying to make us use it is a pain tries to make it easier. So they've created a solution for this problem they've caused, which is, which is that they'll kind of keep track of everything for you. Now, whether this means you'll have the same support for non Microsoft software of supposedly yes. And, uh, who knows how it will, uh, affect open source software or free software. I don't know if it'll be the same as, as LimeWire where they'll allow a, a Creative Commons license or, or some such thing to pass. But. I wish they could do something like that with iTunes for downloaded music. Yeah. Like once you've downloaded something, it's yours and they have a record that you've bought that track. Mm-hmm. So if, God forbid, your hard drive gets wiped, you can automatically get back the songs that you've already purchased mm-hmm. if you haven't backed it up. And that's abs- absolutely possible because that's the way Major League Baseball used to do their downloadable video. They, you got a, you actually got a license for a period of time, I think up to a year. And even if you were on a different computer, if you logged in with your name and ID, you could download it and authenticate it and, and, That's the way and it watch it be. again. If yeah. you spend your money, you should be able to have access to that. Again, they've created this problem of DRM <laughs> being a pain, so they should solve it. Now, this brings me to the uh, story on News.com today about Warner Music Group and MTV Networks working together to create short music videos from Warner's existing collections and distributing them on cell phones and other mobile devices. So you'll be able to watch videos on your cell phone. But will you want to? I mean, they're small. And mostly I, when I'm on my cell phone, I'm, I'm drive. No, I'm not driving. But some people are driving. You shouldn't be watching videos then. Or you're you're on the, the bus and maybe you don't want to be looking at the cell phone. Maybe you want to hide it out of the way. Or, or you're walking down the street. You need to watch where you're going. You know, I mean, hang up and drive. Hang up and walk is also a problem sometimes on a busy sidewalk. So are people going to want to actually do this? And there's an, also a digital rights management issue there. Can you, can you, you know, if you pay, are you going to have to pay for these? And if you get to keep them, probably not. You know, even, and, uh, people are starting to throw things against the wall as far as video on the web. And it's interesting to see. For instance, Google has premiered Everybody Hates Chris, the uh, UPN television network series, on the Google video streaming site. So you can watch, I think it's the first four, it's a four-day exclusive screening of the premiere of the new comedy Everybody Hates Chris. It's uh, based on the, the childhood of Chris Rock. You go to Google Video, you can actually watch this show for four days. This is a uh, story up on news.com today. So that's, that, I think, is a good one. That's, that is a good way to get people interested because let's say I don't have TiVo or I haven't programmed it to re- record Everybody Wants Chris. 
But I, you know, or everybody hates Chris. Not everybody wants Chris. Chris would like that if everybody wanted it. But I can I can go check it out and see if it's something worthwhile. I may not watch the whole thing, but I I've got a chance to go take a look, and then maybe I will start to watch it. It's a good way. They've they're they're getting it. It's a good way to create interest. Give some stuff away. I mean, this this is what the whole Creative Commons license is about. This is what Cory Doctorow does with his books. This is what a lot of people do with MP3s. A lot of bands give away free MP3s to create interest. Uh, they Might Be Giants does it. Now, as people start to take advantage of this, though, if more people start to do this sort of thing, uh, a lot of this video comes as BitTorrents, right? Uh, for instance, Kevin Rose, an old colleague of mine from Tech TV, has a show called System. You can download it on BitTorrent. Uh, the new Star Trek series that the Star Trek fans have made, Star Trek uh, Continuing Voyages of Captain Kirk with a whole new cast. They're just putting it on themselves. Very well done, actually. Very good special effects. And it's downloadable by BitTorrent, but there are a bunch of poisoned BitTorrents out there. And the way BitTorrent works is... Everybody who has the file will be also allowing people to upload parts of the file off of their hard drive while they're downloading other files or even while they're downloading the same file so that you get the power of everyone who has the file all at once, making for a speedier download, especially for these big video files. Well, now what people are doing are starting to put out poison BitTorrents so that you actually have a fake BitTorrent out there that will cause damage to your computer. And uh, some people are suspicious. Some people think a lot of this is being done by the MPAA because most of the poison BitTorrents are feature films and things that maybe you shouldn't legally be downloading anyway. So you got to watch out for that, though. I mean, you think when you're downloading a BitTorrent that you're going to, you know, that's pretty safe, but it's tricking BitTorrent sites, uh, and so you have to look closely at these files. Make sure you're getting what you're downloading. But like anything else in the digital age, it's already uh, people have figured out how to create viruses. And uh, that's the problem with the PC. And the Sun president, Jonathan Schwartz, says PCs are a relic anyway. Don't even use them. Although you can get virus, you can get viruses on anything. You can get viruses on a cell phone. But he's saying that web services on the internet, and the fact that you look at Japan, everybody's got a cell phone. PCs are a relic. The internet services are going to wipe wipe out the personal computer. You'll just have uh, you'll just have mobile devices. Now I, I I don't know. I don't know if you'll all you know. I want a bigger screen, but I do believe that bandwidth getting big enough will allow distributed storage and distributed computing on a larger and larger scale to the fact that our devices aren't actually storing the functions that they can do. They're multifunction. So if you want to go out, you take a smaller box and it has all the same capabilities that your bigger box at home has. It's, it'll all be about typing and display. It'll all be about function and not what you have to actually pack in there. Possibly. Sun President seems to agree with me on this, so got some backing. And then, then you have to watch out for Bill Joy's prediction and the devices start taking over and killing us all and wiping us out. So watch out for the robots as this comes. And then there's another uh, Slashdot posting about uh, Philip Greenspun of MIT has issued a call for comments on his hypothesis that the mobile phone could function as a home computer. So get, you get rid of the whole input device thing. You just have the mobile phone with the processing power. 
I think it's going to go the way of networking, but a lot of people think it could go to where processing power is actually compacted so much that you can have small devices that you can carry with you everywhere and just you plug them into bigger screens and different input devices and they can do everything. So that could be the way it goes too. Probably it'll be some kind of combination of that. We're really venturing into futurism today without Molly here to rein me in. Uh, so if you've enjoyed it or if you haven't, Give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET. That goes to you, Charlie, if you want to finish the thought about the trio now that you know more about it. Uh, or email us, buzz at cnet.com. We got some great emails, and a lot of them were about Firefox, and a lot of them were very nasty. The fact is, Firefox still patches its flaws right away. It is still more secure, in my opinion, than Internet Explorer, especially when you consider that Internet Explorer has patched fewer bugs because they've admitted to fewer bugs. Independent sites are listing thousands and thousands of more bugs uh, than Microsoft is. So for my money, Firefox is still the more secure browser, but you make the call. IE is, in fact, getting more secure all the time. So, Or you can just go to Opera. <laughs> or Safari if you're a Mac user. Anyway... That's all for now, and uh, I will be here all week, but Molly will be back next week. So uh, if, if you're a Molly fan, you can just delete the next four. All right. See you.